Hi, Jeff. Got a husky with separation anxiety and I'm gonna cough. <coughs> leash reactivity. I'm giving him more structure, walking him two times a day for an hour and a half, and the rest of the time he stays in crate. Too much? Well, this is the thing is, number one, it's more exercise doesn't help separation anxiety. So what I want you to do is go to my separation anxiety video on YouTube. So look up separation anxiety, and there's like there's a couple of them out there, and watch all the steps. Number two. The dog's in the crate for the rest of the time. Why is the dog not out of the crate, like doing duration place, duration down, and then you're doing other training too? So if you're just walking and crating, that's probably not going to be enough. Uh, I want you to make sure you're doing some other things as well and doing some more lifestyle things. All right, next. Oh, going live. <laughs> now we're live. Holy shit, we're live. Yeah. <laughs> and look, I just got the notification. Linda! <laughs> Hold on, guys, we're live. Can we all read questions from Skype? Linda! Linda! <laughs> Hold on, guys. Oh, I, want, I Hold want to be on the show. <laughs> Hold on, you talk to everybody. Hi, everybody. Can you even Linda. see me? Can you hear me? Like, I'm Linda. on Jeff with Skype. We've been having technical difficulties. Oh, YouTube's got all these crazy problems. Okay, so Linda's putting Angelo to bed. Live. There we go. All right, guys, I'm here. Yeah, look, you're live. There you are. I'm back. <laughs> All right, we did it. All right, guys. Hold on, do I got that? I got that? Okay. All right, thanks. But we got to figure this out for tomorrow night. This is bullshit. Oh, happy anniversary. I'll leave you alone. All right. All right, sounds good. Okay, All right, bye bye. Hey guys, how are you? That was my that's my Melissa, my assistant, who is helping me out virtually. Okay, so we figured out a workaround, but I, I was I was going back and forth. Hey everybody, it's Jeff Galvin of Solid Canine Training. What would Jeff do? Number five five six. So I was working on a workaround for this. Um, but so I was on Google chat with a YouTube, um, creative studio person. And they said, this is a known problem. They're having problems, but then we were able to fix a workaround. I tried it three times. Didn't work. Now we're live. Um, Mrs. Gelman's in the house. So here we are. So we got a live show going number five, five, six. Hopefully you can hear me and see me. Let's see. We're using that camera. That camera's hooked up. Have a seat, Linda. Chair. Sit down in a chair so people are looking at your waist here. All right, there we go. Give, give us a couple minutes, guys, to set up. Um, here. Yep, that one right there. Boom, Boom. Bam. All right, guys, here we go. All right, everybody, thanks for joining. If you're brand new to the show, if you're brand new to the show, that was Melissa. Melissa was on the show. If you're brand new in my world, uh, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. I've got a training and rehab center up in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, we specialize in aggression rehab, behavior modification. We also train, obviously, happy-go-lucky dogs, you know, puppies, things like that. We do basic obedience, um, off-leash and on-leash. Um, and then I, I, I also tour the world doing 25. This year, I'm doing 25 uh, Jeff Gelman seminars around the world. Um, and those are all problem-solving, all 
stopping unwanted behaviors. That's what I specialize in is how to stop an unwanted behavior. This show is pretty much how to stop an unwanted behavior. So what you're hearing me, gonna, you're going to hear me talk a lot about is the word punishment. The reason why I use the word punishment so much is because that's the only way to stop an unwanted behavior. That's, that's why. That's all you can do. You cannot reward a dog out of unwanted behaviors. Redirection's not working. Rewarding's not working. But punishment's not bad. So you have to learn how to do that. So we talk about remote cowers, prong cowers, and bonkers. Now, remote cow and a prong cow are not just for punishment. Bonker is only used for punishment. You know what a bonker is? It's a cotton towel. A lot of people are freaking out about it, but a lot of people are loving every minute of it, too. All right. So, Linda, let's go right to it here. Brandy says, yay. Yep. Joe Sue says, wow. Jenny says, yay. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how are you? Chloe says, hey, Jeff, you did it. Yeah, we did it. Karen with two N's says, yay, so glad you are back. We missed you. Yeah, no shit, Because you man. were gone for so long? I was for gone. what, two minutes? Well, I don't know. When was the last time I did a show? I have no idea. Like, I, we missed it Monday night because we had problems. We were up in Canada. Man, I, Canada, I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. Your Wi-Fi was slow everywhere we went. I don't know if it's a problem up there, but it was slow. It was slow. I was able to watch some videos. I was able to download some stuff, but my upload speed, wherever I was, was terrible. Now, it probably could have been the providers that I was using. I mean, the places that I was at, but man, upload speed at not even one. Next. That's sad. I know. Um, Justin, guess it wasn't just my phone. No, no. And it's not just me, I guess. A couple of people are having, a lot of people are having problems. Next. Josu says, Linda, is that your voice? No, that was Melissa's probably. Well, this is Linda, unless you're talking about Linda right now, but that was Melissa's in the background. I was Skyping with her to try to figure this out. Um, scattered storm. My dog can't hold an out of sight down state in the house. Okay. The way you want to do that is, um, a baby cam or a video camera that you have access to, you know, like sort of like, uh, Skype yourself, FaceTime yourself, a remote collar and a tie back. First of all, you want to be able to correct your dog for breaking it down with you in sight. So your dog has to understand what punishment means. The last thing I want anybody to do is being saying no and pushing a button when it comes to obedience, obedience. So a lot of people are talking about like low level, high level stuff. You got to find out about like what they're talking about though. So some people are like, we only use low levels. Don't trust that Gelman guy. He uses high levels. I'm like, well, what are we talking about? What they're not telling you is that I use low levels to train dogs in obedience. They don't tell you that. Of course I do. They don't say with it. Gelman uses food. Of course I do. They don't say Gelman uses clickers. Of course I do. Do they call you Gelman? They do. Well, they call me asshole. Like well, on, asshole with like long on, hair. Like on that show, what? What's her name? I don't know, but, we have to, but we're backed up a little bit here. Sorry. So, so what they don't tell you is when I'm talking about high levels, I'm stopping unwanted behaviors. They forget that point, and I find it really, really comical. I find it so comical, all the nonsense. People are so desperate out there right now that they're just like, they can't stop bashing. And, 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 and anyway, so we got off the subject because what I want you to do is make sure your dog understands no with a correction while you're actually in the room. So you say no, correct high, the dog goes back into a down. Bingo, leave the room. Dog leaves the room correct tie if it breaks and now it knows what to do next next ashley what am i doing wrong dog will not stop panting in crate i'm applying high level stim in or banging the crate have yet to see behavior stop trying to recreate for three weeks now and no progress okay 
don't use high-level stim to stop panting. I've never told people to do that. I've never done it. I never will do it. Okay? So, can your dog do downstays in place out of the crate with its head down for at least an hour minimum? And if it can't, that's where you want to start. So, number one, you want to try that. But you can still create your dog, obviously. You can create your dog. But you're not using high level. First of all, panting, if the dog's lying down and panting, we usually leave that alone. Now, what we'll do is we teach that dog how to do a double down. The way you do a double down is dog needs to know down. Tell them down again. You would use low level stim. And you can use leash guidance if you want to. But do not use high level stim for panting. We also probably wouldn't bang the crate either. Next. Um, Joe Sue says, glad to see you back. Ha ha. Yes. Melissa says, yay, I was on the show. Yes, you were. <laughs> uh, Linda, thanks for all your info. Hannah, micro or mini educated for 11 pound Bichon mix? Um, you can do the micro, which is which is about 25% smaller. They still don't have a really good small remote collar. Next. Um, Melissa says quality actually looks great. Good. Awesome. Scattered storm also will not hold still for me to put equipment on. Can't bonk him. I hit the crate. Can't let him out. And then bonk. He escapes me. Lots of stalling behavior. Okay. So what I want you to do is slip lead on the dog. Have the dog come out. So this is all a base is an arousal issue. This is an arousal issue. For all the folks out there that are having dogs that are just out of control, it's you got to start somewhere. And a lot of it is just overall arousal. So the fact that you're opening up the crate door and your dog is escaping, obviously, you know, that's a core issue right there. None of our dogs should be doing that. All our dogs should be waiting patiently. So what you're doing is you're probably talking too much to your dog. You're being too frantic and you don't have a game plan. So what I want you to do is this. Stop talking to your dog. Literally do this all silently, number one. Don't be emotional, number two. Number three, have a slip lead ready, okay? Number four, open up the crate door. Dog tries to come out of the crate. Close the crate door extremely firmly, startling the dog. The dog should go, what the heck was that? Nice. Slip lead on the dog. Open up the door. Same thing, dog tries to rush out, close the door firmly. If it doesn't, have the dog come out, say say break, not all excited, not all excited, neutral, break, have the dog come out, hold on, put it into the a sit if you can. Now, if the dog starts flinching around, you can say no and bonk for all that craziness. Our dog should be learning how to properly sit proper. Now, if you use food, and we use food to train, we use food to train, a lot of food to train. If you use food, though, what happens is it might get the dog more aroused. So you're trying to get the dog less aroused. But that's going to be, that's step number one. The most basic foundation stuff is being able to at least have a dog that can be next to you calm. Next. Um, Melissa says, hashtag Mrs. Gelman is, Mrs. Gelman's in the house. They're putting Angelo to bed because none of the freaking... Who do, why did the kids put him to bed tonight? Romy was supposed to, but she forgot. Okay. How do you forget to put a freaking kid to bed next? Because he's silent. 
Um, Megan, hey, Jeff, looks so weird without Linda on screen. Well, here I am. She's here now, yeah. Any tips for bringing a foster dog into your home? Thinking about it. Thanks for all the tips. I live for these lives. So as far as a foster dog, number one, I don't know your skill set and I don't know the dog. So number one, if it's a foster dog, it's not your dog. Just remember that. It's not your dog. You want that dog to learn basic foundational obedience, stop unwanted behaviors, learn to kennel up. And so when you find it a home, it leaves your house better. Okay. So don't fall. Your job is not to fall in love with the dog and be its best friend. Your job is to structure, 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 obedience, obedience, obedience. Next. $10 top chat mm -hmm. from Michelle Hill. No question. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Next. Michelle. Um, Amanda, can I correct my puppy for breaking sit when greeting people? I don't, first of all, number one, yes, but how you do it is different. When you say puppy, how old is your puppy? And what are the other people doing? Now, you're asking if it's a young puppy that doesn't know a good sit stay and people are all excited and out of control, you're asking your dog to do a lot. So what you, the best thing you can do is this, believe it or not, have your dog just sit and have people around and nobody needs to greet your, your dog. Nobody needs to greet your dog right now. Having your dog around people is socialization as well. Next. Next, um, Megan says, hey, Linda. Hey, Megan. Uh, Mickey says, yay, good evening. Hey, Mickey. Good evening, Mickey. Chloe, having issues teaching down to second dog. Prong goes down on either butt comes up. Yep. He rolls out of it or he bites at the foot of the leash. So those are all objection moves. So it's not a prong collar, prong collar issue. It's just a, just a, um, a, a technique issue. So when the butt goes up, take two fingers gently to, on either side of the sp mm. spine in the back of the dog, push down, and the, and the butt goes down. Next. Um, Joe Sue says I'm here for my hashtag Mrs. Gelman Monday's shirt update. I know it's Tuesday. I'm waiting for that update too. No with updates. With bated breath. Next. Karen, Linda, we always love your hair colors. Thank you. The next time you see That's me right. though, yeah. I will have a different color you're hair. Th you're on Thursday, right? I'm going Thursday morning. Nice. So kids are coming to work. They're coming to work. Kids went to work today. Romy, Romy worked on the puppy room. She mm. did a fantastic job. Yeah. Tying knots. Threading dowels, oh, cool. hanging hanging stuff up on chain link. Mm -hmm. Angelo helped train some dogs. Yeah, yeah. I took Clover to her guitar lesson. Yep. her last one for this yeah. year. That's nice. That's mm -hmm. good. Cool. She's not doing summer camp with it. She's not doing summer camp. No, man. she's too advanced for it. So she'll be at work a lot then. Yeah. Next. Um. Ba, 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 ba. Okay. Ryan. Woohoo! It works. I know. Yeah, I know. Ryan. We're here. Holding on dog training. Hey, Ashley. Woohoo. Hi, Linda. I have coffee. I know you have coffee. Love y'all. Let's do this. All right. Let's do it. Hopefully, I'm talking to a non-smoker. <laughs> C2 Knits. Love seeing you, Linda. Shay. Hey, Jeff. Let me cough. <clears throat> I have three rescue pups, all under a year old. Just wanted to say thanks so much for Oof. what you do. I actually have quite a calm household. Shay, you are killing it because... That could be two rescue pups or two pups under a year old could be a shit show. One could be a shit show. Mm -hmm. Three, man, you're doing something right. So you keep it up. 
man, there's could be you could be you could be a female. We know Shay that's female. Yep. Yep. Next. It's a nice name. Yep. Dre. Hey guys, love the pack videos on the road. Should be doing more videos of them. I, <coughs> I don't I, I do. I do I do I do chucking with them every day. I do strip swimming with them all the time. Are you on our IG? Jump out on the on Instagram. I do live. Yeah, it says should do more IG videos of them. I do tons. I can't I can't muck up the feed with just my dogs. Okay? People have to see, they want to see other stuff next. Um, we have a top chat. Top chat for four ninety nine mm -hmm. inline canine academy. How often do owners lie about how bad the dog's behavior is? As you know, certain dogs need to be muzzle conditioned prior to before starting. Um we tend to not get as we tend to not we we pre-screen our clients pretty well. Um, I think some owners withhold information because they've been judged by trainers often, and they don't want that to continue. So we we're really good at it. It was just so funny. It's like when I was when I was it's it's when I went up to the Canadian border. And uh, I think this is Joelle's first time in the border. And you know how they drill me? Like they ask me all these questions and they go back and forth. So they, they were trying to Wouldn't get. Wouldn't it be funny to have like, what's that? Dry ice that makes the smoke. Okay. And when you have to get out, you open the door and all the smoke comes out. They think it's pot smoke, but it's really not. But you can probably do that with a vapor too. You probably don't need dry ice. All right. Whatever. Okay. Don't burst no, my bubble. No, no, no. First don't of all. crush my dream. First of all. You can do that. I, they, I'm on. I'm on their their list anyway. So I don't. I need everything going for me. But what they were doing is they asked me all these questions, and it's funny because she was like, "Gosh, why? Why do they keep asking the same question in a bunch of different ways?" I said, "Because she's trying to get me to change my story." Mm -hmm. And she was asking, "Like, am I going up there to work?" And like, there's two ways to answer that. Yes and no. If you well, no, there's three ways. If you say yes, there's two ways to answer it. Yes. If you say yes a certain way, they won't let you in the country. So you have to say yes another way. But I can't lie to them and say, no, I'm going up there for fun. Because they, they, colleagues of mine, they've Googled their names. And they've been like, oh, you're working up in Canada at a seminar. So you got to really? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You know that. We've been turned out. We've been turned away from the border before. Not with dog training, though. It doesn't make a difference for work. Well, that we did something stupid. It doesn't matter. Just because it was the sex industry, that doesn't matter. Yeah. They said, are you going up there for work? And we're like, oh, yeah, we are actually. Yeah, well, and they're like, well, where's your work permit? Yeah, exactly. And those were like $400. Um, it's not even that. It was like, that's, so that's sort of like what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay, cool. Anyway, so do they lie much? Um, ours do not. But yes, clients do. Next. <sighs> okay. Um, Mia. Hey guys, using e-collar for corrections and stopping unwanted behaviors after correcting and they stop. Example, cat chasing. Do you praise them? Thanks. No, I don't praise a dog for, after I correct a dog for chasing a cat, I don't praise them. Guys, praise after a correction doesn't mean they'll do a better job next time. Food after correction doesn't mean they'll do a better job next time. All right, just keep it separate. You can praise and give food on the next cycle. Next. Okay. Jay Noakes, submissive peeing. Two-year-old female. Yeah. Is there a way to train her to stop? So submissive peeing is a hard one. I'd rather your dog bit. That's easier to do. So with submissive peeing, what we do is this. We put a dog into our full training program, which consists of lots of structure, um, consequences, obedience, a lot of 
um, uh, uh, calm on command, which is pretty much long downstays, long place. And for that, and also no excitement for a little bit, no excitement. So watch your, watch your tones. Excitement can be done outside, but watch your tones. Most people are just too damn excited around their dogs. And, and if your dog was fully off leash trained and, and, and was able to have an on off switch like that, who cares? But most people, most people can't do that next. Um, Gina, my dog poops in the crate when we are gone and also at night when we are sleeping. How do I stop this? Um, that, that's also a challenging one. Number one, um, check for um, worms. Number one, check for worms. Also, how much you're feeding your dog. Also, make sure you're putting your dog on a very structured potty schedule. And try feeding your dog, well, if it's doing it during the day when you're there, uh, make sure this crate is small. So it's small. And also you might, might want to, um, believe it or not, have the top of the crate um, brought down a little bit. So most people shrink the crate width-wise um, or lengthwise, I should say. You actually can try to shrink it down a little bit from the top so the dog can't fully stand up. Dog should be lying down anyway. Can't stand up in a crate. Historically, you don't poop in a crate. This isn't forever, but it's until we create a new pattern. To create a new pattern. Um, also, is your dog, um, you know, being frantic in the crate? So, if you set up a video camera to see your dog's behavior in the crate, is it is it being calm in the crate? So then you would teach your dog how to be calm in the cr crate, and you do that through again long downs, long place, um, video camera on your dog, have your dog in the crate when you are home, so you can start observing that, make sure it can hold it down. You don't tell your dog down and then leave the house because there's nobody there to reinforce it. Um, so try those things next. Uh, rescues and focus dog training, yay, hashtag Mrs. Mrs. Gelman. Nice. <clears throat> oh, here's a good one. Be healed dog training. Hi, Jeff. Just wanted to let you know I'm sitting in the hospital with my brand new little baby. Oh, boy. that's right. Owen was born this morning. Happy and healthy. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Congratulations. Can't wait to meet him. Next. Mickey. Hey, two-year-old anxious American bulldog Mastiff Cross training for my son the past three weeks. E-collar and prong have worked wonders. However, still problem leash reactive with dogs on walks. Everything I've tried that has stopped other behaviors isn't working for this. Mm -hmm. And yes, our Wi-Fi sucks here, especially rural. <laughs> yes. So what I want you to do is this. So I'm not sure what, so this is the, this is the magic to leash reactivity. Number one, Start your walk. As soon as you walk out of the house, take look down at the dog. If it's the, at least at least even a little bit aroused, bonk it. Correct. No bonk. If it's starting to scan, no bonk. Right off the bat, sounds mean. I know. Oh my gosh, you're bonking the dog. You haven't even gone for a walk yet. It's like I'm listening to the narrative. I'm listening to the narrative, and the narrative says you've got this huge dog that's just leash reactive, and you can't stop it. And you've tried everything, so you try this. Um, and for for on that note, there are many people out there that always that always when I whenever we talk about leash reactivity and correcting, they always chime in. You should never correct a leash reactive dog. So if you're here, first of all, that's stupid. But if you're hearing that advice. Like, please show me the video of it stopping then, <laughs> okay? And not around stuffed animals or in the desert, like around in crowded areas with people and dogs, you know? So, of course you correct it. That's how you stop it. You don't reward it and you don't redirect it. 
So there's a lot of stuff out there that sounds there's a lot of stuff out there that sounds really fun and and happy and you know do this do that. it's like yeah but it doesn't work it doesn't work so um, so you want to do that and then as you're walking you can utilize a little bit of space feel free to use a little bit of space that doesn't mean turn and go the other way use a little bit of space but also correct high at the first sign of the the beginning of the sequence of reactivity so what pretty much what you're doing is you're putting the hammer down hard on the the smallest cycling the smallest cycling next so thanks for a great weekend in collingwood started with more structure as soon as we got home awesome, growled at me this morning when i was herding him towards his crate okay well what i want you to do is <coughs> sue make sure you've got a leash on that dog and do kennel up got it leash on the dog do kennel up drills kennel up and then wait come back out kennel up Wait, come back out. Can up. Do drills. Do drills next. Karen. My smaller female 10-month-old dog is being an asshole. She keeps biting my larger male dog's ankles. I tried the bonker, but they both reacted. How do I get her to stop? The boy dog is my husband's, and he is pissed. Okay. Well, first of all, they're both yours. It's just the way it is. You guys don't have separate dogs. Okay? You might have separate bank accounts. You might have separate lovers, but you don't have separate dogs. Do we have separate dogs? Yes, we do. So, okay. <laughs> Your dogs are not dogs. Next. So Don't say that. Next. We also have separate lovers. So, anyway. That's what, irrelevant. Okay, what I want you, Is that the right word? See, I use that word all the time. You tell me it's the wrong word. Mm -hmm. I use the word irrelevant. Oh, I say irrelative. You say all kinds of wrong things. Okay. I, okay. I went to Catholic school. I know how to speak. Okay. That's why your knuckles are permanently red. Mm -hmm. um, so what I want you to do is, if your if your dog reacted to the bonk or both dogs, you probably bonk wrong. So what we what we do is we would use a remote collar for that. I make it easy to use a remote collar. Next, Astrid. Hi, love your videos. I'm so glad I found your channel and Instagram. I've been able to break a couple of my dog's unwanted behavior. Awesome. I would love to set up a Skype. Sure. So if you want to do a Skype, what you do is you go to SalladeCanineTraining.com. Go to the shopping cart and hit Skype, and you can order a Skype. We do so many Skypes that you can actually order them right off of our website, and then um, Jessica will email you and set up the actual date. So every morning when I get up, actually, I'll know the night before, actually, um, I've got my, my schedule of Skypes that I do every single day, and I do quite a few. Next. Marina. Hi, guys. Jeff. Do you guys send updates to clients? I have clients who want updates throughout the board and train. And while we post on social media, I don't know if we should have other protocols. Yeah. I mean, we do once a week. So once a week, my trainers call the client and give them an update. But if the update's usually pretty much everything's going okay. Everything's on schedule. Um, if you've got a biting dog, did the dog try to bite you? Yep. Try to bite us. It's like, that's to be expected. Um, so you can do that. Um, the only thing we always tell people is like, you're not going to get daily updates from us. Like there's just, this is not going to, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So, but yeah, I mean, you can do, you can do a weekly update if you want to next. Justin, two year old boxer. We just got him a week ago using a prong collar and just got a dog tray e collar. How would you recommend introducing it? Working on sit down place now. <laughs> The best thing to do is go to my do-it-yourself videos, DIY videos on YouTube. Start there. Next. Rescues in focus. Took my personal dog to the beach today. Off-leash reliability is awesome. Awesome. Proud of you. Next. Matt. Hi, Jeff. 
my dog seems to be mostly reactive in our neighborhood. She's yep. not so bad when walking in very busy areas with other dogs. We are using a prong. Not sure what I'm doing wrong. It's not that you're doing anything wrong. You just haven't stopped the behavior yet. So it's not like it's your fault. Um, you've got a reactive dog. Dogs tend to be more reactive around their home base. It's, you know, they get more protective that way. Um, but we don't need the dog to be protective. So what I want you to do is I'm not sure what your prong collar skills are at all. I'm not sure what your, you, you, how you, if you know how to correct properly with a prong. Um, remote collar is going to be a way better tool to correct. Um, the timing is going to be a little bit important to a lot important. And what you're going to be doing is, is also, are you walking your dog in a proper heel? Or is your dog pulling? So remember, proper leash walk is the dog is next to you with no pulling. So what happens with the prong is a lot of times the dog's still slightly pulling, but the dog's not pulling them as much. So they're like, most owners are happy with that. We're, we're not. We want the dog to be next to us. If we stop, the dog stops. We want the leash to be loose. So what you're going to be doing is, again, at the first sign of leash reactivity, the first sign of alertness, ears up you know, changing in the breath, changing the posture. What we want you to do is you would actually correct with the remote, with the prong collar. Next. This one's pretty funny. Valley Oak Dogs story. The other day I took a new dog that just came to our rescue into the vet to get neutered. They called me 20 minutes later, letting me know he had nuticles, fake balls. I died laughing. <laughs> so he's been neutered already. There you go. And he's got the fake balls. Wow. Someone spent a lot of money on that and then got rid of him. Next. Wow. Um, scattered storm, GSD whines and howls, barks like crazy in the crate. He can't hear me give the command to shut up over his barking and his collar aware in the crate only. He can't wear it all day. So, okay. Again, first of all, you wouldn't tell the dog to shut up anyway. The remote collar does all the telling of the dog to shut up. So you can rotate the collar from side to side. But again, what I always tell people is what's the rest of the day look like? What's the rest of the day look like? So are you putting a priority on holding your dog accountable on basic functions during the day? Are you being able to have an on-off switch on your dog? Most people, what they're doing is they're sort of, if the dog's in the house, they're not as strict. They're not as demanding. They're like, yeah, the dog down, but then got up and moved to another place. Or, oh, I don't mind. Oh, the dog had to get up to go have some water. I'm not against dogs drinking water, obviously, but it's like, but the dog help was, isn't holding the command. So just keep that in mind. And then some dogs, until you break the cycle of that barking and howling, yeah, they have to have electronics on more. Next. Um, but, but Blair, just wanted to thank you for the amazing seminar in Collingwood, Jeff. Come back next year. Blair. Meeting you and your mom was a pleasure. Tell your mom I said hi. <coughs> and we'll be back next year. Next. Okay. But hold on. I'm sorry. I'll be also down in Buffalo, Blair, if you want to come to the Buffalo seminar. Next. Um, Amen. Hi, Jeff. Got a husky with separation anxiety. And I'm going to cough. <coughs> Leash reactivity. I'm giving him more structure. Walking him two times a day for an hour and a half. And the rest of the time he stays in crate. Too much? Well, this is the thing is, number one, it's more exercise doesn't help separation anxiety. So what I want you to do is go to my separation anxiety video on YouTube. So look up separation anxiety. And there's like, there's a couple of them out there and watch all the steps. Number two. The dog's in the crate for the rest of the time. Why is the dog not out of the crate, like doing duration place, duration down, and then you're doing other training too? 
So if you're just walking and crating, that's probably not going to be enough. Uh, I want you to make sure you're doing some other things as well and doing some more lifestyle things. All right, next. Um, Dre, Jeff, you should show more videos on the GSD that you have in for board and train. Notice a lot of people asking questions are always about GSD's issues. Um, we just got the dog in today and we've already shown a good, a good amount. We don't, we need to, you know, we've got, I think eight dogs in now for board and train and we try to showcase, you know, a lot of them. And this is the thing though. It's like this dog, a couple of people asked about that dog. It's like, we've gotten in thousands of dogs like this before. Like this dog is, you know, I mean, someone even mentioned, it's like, I'm interested in this dog. I've got a dog similar. It's a little bit smaller. I'm like another German shepherd. It's like, that has nothing to do with it, frankly, not to be rude to anybody, but it's like behavior is behavior is behavior. Aggression is aggression is aggression. So if you're a, if you're a, a, a lab that's trying to bite me or a German shepherd that's trying to bite me, it's all the same. They both get fixed historically the same way. If you've got a, a, a Chihuahua, if you've got a Dachshund, if you've got a Yorkie, you know, if you have a dog with separation anxiety, the breed never matters that much. The breed never matters that much. But um, German Shepherds do tend to get a little bit more social media traction. Um, that and babies. That baby photo of me got a lot of freaking traction this yeah, weekend. It didn't give you much traction at home, though. Okay, well, that's fine with me. All right, next. Oh, 9.99. We got some top chats. Oh, on. sorry about that, guys. Um, Ryan, just thanks. That's all. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan, buddy. Ryan, you 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 super chatted me twice. If you didn't mean to do that, you can probably contest one. All right, next. Um, Matthew, have a new dog boarding with me. Afraid of her own shadow outside of her crate. Rescued street dog from Middle East. Yep. Been here two days yep. and is doing much better in the house, but trembles in fear. Yep. Outside on walks, even just up and down the block. Yep. Bunk before walks. Also, any general advice on building confidence with yeah. a dog this afraid of everything? Yeah. Thanks. So, you know, I'm not against street dogs because everyone, you know, you'll get a, you, you, I'm a huge advocate. Okay. I'm a people off. I know. And you might have the most wonderful street dog in the world. And though you might, but. We're seeing a lot of these dogs from these 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 dogs bred to eat. Whether whether your opinion of that is right or wrong does not matter. These are not family pets, and we're and we're seeing a lot of these street dogs. Also, you know, you think you're doing the right thing, and this is not against you know anybody out there at all. Please understand that. Now, can you get a street dog that is the most wonderful dog in the world? Absolutely, but. Don't be surprised when it's a shit show. Just don't. Just don't. And same with the meat dogs. Now, there probably is some good meat dogs out there. And I don't mean good like tasty. I mean good like well-behaved and they'll socialize well. But we see a lot that are not. And um, now some people might say, oh, no, they're wonderful. It's like, okay, but what are you asking them to do? So a lot of people are saying, and I'm going to get to your question. Don't worry, but but this is a general statement. A lot of people, a lot of people do this. It's they're like, no, they're wonderful, and I'm like, are you talking about the dog is meeting your emotional needs, or the dog can actually do shit? Do you know what I mean? So a lot of people are saying the dog is great. That's because they can give it affection, hugs, loves, kisses. It follows them around. It sleeps with them, and it's great. But that's all wonderful. But can you actually like? 
take it everywhere, and it's a confident, well-behaved, well-trained dog. Can the dog be off-leash? Can the dog be around dogs? Can the dog be around kids? So a lot of times it's interesting what people's perception of good is. Um, we see that all the time, and I'm always surprised by like, not to say you have to use a prong collar, but all these folks from German Shepherd, these German Shepherd chat groups that are like, oh my God, you should never use a prong collar. I'm like, guys, if you're giving out German Shepherd advice, like a prong collar and a remote collar should be in the conversation. That's not to say you can't train it without. I can. But to your average dog owner, that's going to be your best friend. But again, some people's idea of a well of a great dog is, oh no, yeah, he just like goes for car rides with me. And I, that's fine. And he hangs around the house. That's fine. He's on the couch with me. That's all good. But can he be off leash around deer? Can he be off leash at the beach? You know, things like that. Will he always come back to you? So it's just, it's just interesting. So as far as the nervous and the fear, remote collars are great for nervous, fearful dogs. Hold the dog accountable. Um, you might have to work sometimes a little bit slower. Um, get the dog to do lots of duration work, get the dog exposed, um, to as many environmentals as possible, but just do it slowly. But the biggest thing is structure, 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 structure. Next. Okay. Um, Ashley dog is able to stay in a downstay for one hour outside of crate awesome. when watching on camera and dog chews in closet crate when not panting, we correct with high level, but then 20 minutes later, he's back at it. Yep. And it's going to be whack-a-mole for a while. It's going to be whack-a-mole for a while. Yep. I know. So the good thing is that after you correct the dog, he goes back down to it. So again, you can start working on, you know, again, you know, you'd want to do a combination of structured exercise, which doesn't fix the problem, structured exercise, structured household stuff, um, up the obedience. But again, stopping that unwanted behavior, you have to stop it. And that's what it is. Remember, we get dogs in, guys, it takes weeks of 24-7 training to get some of these dogs to just relax. It takes a long time. And that's with staff on 24-7. We are staffed 24-7. So it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Sometimes, you know, like we show as much stuff as possible. We probably show more of our work than anybody else in the industry because we show all the messy stuff and nobody's doing that. And, but so my trainers do, and my kennel staff do so much work with these dogs to even get them into a right place. Next. Oh, Matthew also said, also after have, um, also having been doing lots of play structure, discipline and accountability just needs help with confidence. Oh, for confidence stuff, over, under, through. So over things, under things, through things. Um, that's what we do. Next. Um, vegan power couple. Lately, my dog has gotten into the habit of mostly obeying me only when he has e-collar on, even if I don't use it. How can I fix this? It's annoying and seems bratty to me. Thanks. Um, it is, but it's like for, for, for starters, how, how long have you been training the dog on the remote collar? Are you up to punishment level? Um, and how consistent are you? But the biggest thing is, is like, it does take a little bit of time to a lot of time to train some dogs. I mean, remote collars can help leverage it, um, your time, but I mean, have you been working hardcore for six months? Next. Um, Cody, 
keep having the same conversation with dogs. Say kennel. Dog usually tries to run or bear down. Bonk, leash pop, e-collar. She knows kennel very well, just choosing otherwise. So, um, again, um, you know, I'm not there. I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing it. But how much? How many reps have you done in and out of the kennel on a leash? In and out of the kennel. In and out of the kennel. In and out of the kennel. Also, What's the rest of the day look like? I say that a lot because I want people to be really aware of what the rest of the day looks like. Are we holding our dogs accountable? Are we asking a lot of our dogs during the rest of the day to do stuff? Or are we only strict on a couple of things? Next. Um, scattered Storm. I don't talk to him. I don't get frantic. I already did the crate door correction months ago and stopped that the day he came home. He turns around and dips his head and works to deter me, but I will try the slip lead. Thank you. Yeah. Try, try. I mean, people can always do a Skype too. Just remember like this is a, this, these are short conversations and, and I want to help you as much as I can. So a lot of my podcasts help lots and lots and lots of people, but like keep in mind how powerful a board and train is a weekend seminar, one-on-one -on -one training, Skype sessions, which are all like in-person, hands-on, the dog. Skype's not, but it's literally in-person, going back and forth. And then how people are just getting bits and pieces of advice through my free content. So it's usually bigger than that. That doesn't mean anybody has to do any of those things that I mentioned. But I'm just saying it's like the show only gets you so far. It only gets you so far. And people get dramatic changes from this show. But it does only get you so far. And then some dogs, it just won't get you enough. It just won't. Just keep that in mind. I can't tell you how powerful, like, hands-on training is, in-person training is. So, you know, if you're still struggling with stuff week after week after week, you're going to have to bite the bullet. And you're going to have to either find a balanced trainer by you that knows their shit um, or or look into, look into hiring us. And I'm not saying this to, like – to, to promote our business at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is like, we're, we're, we're dealing with a, with a, with a, with a platform, which I'm like, Linda reads the question and there's just no, there's not enough context. There's not enough context. And I'm not seeing you work. I can't tell you how many times at a seminar where someone will say they're doing a certain thing and I watch them. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not correct. Let me show you. So they could be way, way, way off. They could be way off. Simple things. Literally, one of the biggest things I correct of people at the seminar is how they hold the leash. Just think about that. How you hold the leash when you walk your dog makes a huge difference. That alone, literally just the leash handling skills. We do an exercise with owners where um, – I, everybody learns how to hold the leash in a way that's going to work for them. That alone changes dog's behavior. Timing changes dog's behavior. There's so many things that can change. So many little things that can change. Next. All right. Um, vegan power couple. My dog barks, growls in the middle of the night. Sometimes if he hears a noise or gets scared, should I bonk him when he does this? Or is there some other protocol? You can just, yeah, you can bonk him. So you can use the remote collar, use tone, tone, and then bonk. Next. Suzanne. Hi, Jeff. You're a godsend for my English Mastiff and I. Best line ever. You can't train a dog to stop a bad behavior. 
instant results with Bonker on jumping 75 pounds puppy. Thankful. Wow, it's a big puppy. Good. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you stopped that. Next. Ari, young adult bull Arab space invades my two-year-old Whippet and is generally boisterous when playing. When to correct and when to let Whippet advocate for himself. Well, I don't know if the Whippet's advocating for itself. So is the dog advocating for itself? Some dogs don't. If it doesn't, you need to advocate for the dog every time. Next. Jason, how do I get a dog to listen without treats? Um, without, well, food's not bad. You can do food, but with, you have to use compulsion then. So compulsion. So, you know, you, you, if you don't want to use food and we don't use toys to train, that's popular in the sports dog community as well as food. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just not practical for the way that we, that we, the amount of reps we need to get in. Um, you would use more leash and leash pressure. So technically you, you're being more forceful next. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Next. Josie. Four-year-old GSD mix that is leash reactive. How do I stop the arousal when we're on walks and he sees another on-leash dog approaching or behind a fence? I use both e-collar and prong while on walks. Okay. So remember, you always want to give your biggest correction at the beginning of the sequence. Most people are waiting too long. They're waiting too long. They're waiting until the dog is already escalating. And a lot of times all you're going to do is you're actually going to drive that behavior forward. They'll drive that behavior forward. So what you need to do is you need to squash it. Next. Um, Grace. Hi, started using e-collar about a week ago. Wow, our training is going fantastic. Walks are calm and actually fun for the first time in years. I've gotten many compl compliments on how well behaved my dog is now. Awesome. I'm really proud of you. The fact that you're actually just started it and the things are going better. That's really, really good. Next. Victor. What will you do if you have a fearful dog that keeps on peeing in your house? Um, what would I do? Um, I would probably not let it free roam. Um, I would always have it on a leash. I'd probably have it in command a lot more than, than, than normal, but no free roaming. So place and then down. Um, I would do lots of structure with that dog. I would do lots of obedience. I'd hold that dog accountable. I'd make sure I was on a really good bathroom um, bathroom um, routine um, with the dog. Um, and I would check, make sure the dog um, was not getting overly aroused a lot. Um, that's what I would do next. Um, Valley Oak Dogs, by the way, I love the new intros on the replays. So great. Love you all. Oh, thank you. That's Melissa. Yeah. Melissa came up with a whole new um, well, intro. She does a fantastic job. Yep, she does job. a great job. Yes. Um, Marta. Hey, Marta. What's up? Hey, Marta. How are you? Um, Mert, I heard you mention all your dogs would be outside dogs if you had space. Could you elaborate why? How would you apply structure? Would outside during the day, inside and crate at night be more optimal? No, but just because, I mean, my dogs are with me all the time. So they're, you know, the only dog that's outside is Mac, who lives outside. Like he literally has, he's got the least amount of interaction with humans. He's a German shepherd that lives like, right outside we live in the city so it's not like we got tons of land but you know keep in mind that like i can have a lot more freedom with my dogs because of all the hard work and training i put in a long time ago and that i will always do so when they're with me it's one thing so they've got more freedom so so the, i'm talking about the current dogs that i have these three dogs that are right in front of me now would be outside more why? 
Texas and Malinois, Kira and Girl are German Shepherds. I believe that they would have a they would have a way more enjoyable life being outside, whether that's sitting on the porch, snooping around the yard, running around playing. Now, I also do tons of stuff with them, but in general, um, I I I personally love the concept of dogs being outside. Now that gets turned around a lot because people are th- picturing a dog on a chain to a tree with a small dog house being left out, or a dog in the SPCA commercial that was that's sitting in the rain being rained on that's been designed to suck your money dry every month, and they don't do shit with that money. So, but when I when I'm talking about an outside dog, I'm just talking about a dog that's. Um, spends more time outside than inside if it's not with me where I am. Next. Um, Matt, my AM staff has been lazy and lost drive after being on restricted activity due to ACL surgeries. Had one fixed, the other one went about 60 days after. Any tips to build the drive and activity back up? So it's funny because girls going in on the 21st for her second surgery too. Um, So uh, this is the thing is like, as far as I'm, what I would do is if you're trying to build drive, start snooping around um, sport dog world videos. Cause I don't do that. That's not my, that's not my level of expertise at all. That's not my level of expertise, but your dog also could be still in pain. The dog could be in pain, uncomfortable. Um, so think about that next. Okay. Uh, Michelle, hi, two-year-old GSD. Just used Bonker to successfully stop her from barking, lunging, fence, and window. Want to have people inside our home. Best way to start that? Um, well, you already did, number one. But this is the thing, guys. This is a really, really great um, question. And this is why I'm so, so vocal about tools and the active punishment and just training in general, balance training in general. What's this woman's name? Uh, it's Michelle. Michelle. Michelle can't have people over her house. She has a fucking home and can't have guests because of a dog. Just think about that concept. Like, of course, like we all should be like, I'm sure Michelle is saying, I should be able to have people over my house. And we all should be saying, we should be able to have people over our house. Mm -hmm. But Michelle can't because her dog's being a jerk. Because of the dog's behavior. And when I talk about like taking back your life, and stop letting our dogs control our lives. What I mean by that is training your dog to obviously pretty much do a bunch of nothing off to the side and mind its own business when we don't want to be interacting with it and we don't need the dog to be interacting with anybody else. Like, hey dog, the world doesn't revolve around you. I want my life back. I want to do stuff, all right? I want to do stuff. I want to have a life. So 
Number one, you did it. Number two, kennel up, down. Got it? Kennel up, down. No standing up, no nonsense. People come in, you react, we correct. We act, apply a punisher. It won't make it worse. For all the people out there that are saying, if you do that, it'll make the dog worse. Number one, you're full of shit. Where did you hear that from? And now you're repeating it because you've never done it. Because if you did it, you'd know it was false. Because we do it all the time. So that's how you start. So right now, you're going to have people over. Your dog's going to be in the crate, lying down, doing nothing. It doesn't need to meet anybody. Next. It's hot in here. Mm -hmm. It's sweating. You've got a sweater on. Yeah, I'm just a thin t-shirt. Jeez. Okay. Scattered Storm. Found some reactive dogs recently. Very exciting. So hard to find them where I live. Eight-month-old pup. Did so good. Can't wait to find more. Awesome. Next. Kyle. Hi, guys. Six-month-old German Shepherd. Mounts my hands and arms when excited or wanting attention. Doesn't apply pressure, but I don't like... No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Bonk the dog. No bonk. Bonker, guys, if you don't want to bonker, just go on my website, go on my, web, go on my YouTube channel, look up a bonker, it's a towel. So, dog's mouthing your hand, no bonk. Absolutely not. Your mouth does not touch my body. Pressure or no pressure with the teeth, you don't put your mouth on me. Next. Uh, Sasha Elvira, I walked my dog, a woman bossed me and my dog, it upset me. I told the person my dog needs space, I felt the person harassed my dog. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, a little, okay. I, I think I get it. I think I get what you're saying, but first, first of all, don't let someone's actions upset you. Don't let somebody else's actions control your feelings or emotions. It's got nothing to do with you. Okay. Them being an asshole has got nothing to do with you. Got it. So what you need to do is you literally, you, you, you need to learn. I don't know the situation, what was happening at all, but if your dog was out of control and somebody told you, they're like, hey, get your dog in control, like, well, well they're probably right. You should get your dog in control. So I don't know what the situation was at all. So what I like to do is, first thing is take 100% accountability of our behavior. What's our behavior like? What are we doing? What's our dog doing? All right. So if my dog is out of control, it's like, I don't have the right to go through a crowd. It's like, I should move off to the side and have some respect for the crowd. Again, I'm not saying this is you, but if you're just walking your dog and you're walking along and someone's being an asshole to you, well, that's on them. But again, I'm not quite sure what the situation is. Next. Jackie. 18-month GSD, super excitable and leash reactive. Mm -hmm. My timing for correction sucks, and I'm not reading the signs quick enough. Any suggestions for my skill improvement? Yeah. Signed up for Las Vegas. Okay, awesome. I can't wait to see in Vegas. Guys, if you want to send up for a mm -hmm. seminar, jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com. Working spots do sell out quick. San Francisco, we could have done three in a row. So like working spots, working spots, working spots. We could have so easily sold 50 working spots and we only allowed 20. So, so this is what I want you to do. Stop saying your timing sucks. Got it? Never say it again. Never say your timing sucks. I don't want to hear that again. You're working on your timing. Got it? 
I'm working on my timing being better. What do you do? Number one, you'll work on it. What does that look like? Remote Cower will help empower you and leverage any lack of skill set you have right now. And even with skill set, it's a fantastic tool. When you're walking your dog and you start seeing arousal, no, correct. No, correct. So start off making sure your dog knows how to walk next to you properly. Go to low environmental areas where it's not as crowded. Work on your skill set. Make sure your dog is, is, make sure your leash handling skills are up to par. If you struggle with that, work on those. Get your dog to, um, in a really good space. Now it's easier to see your dog when it starts not getting in a good space. And then you correct then. But don't be hard on yourself. Don't feel like you got to walk, you know, five miles or three miles. Go up and down the street, perfecting your style. We have clients and we have people at seminars. I say, you know what? Go This week, only go up and down your driveway. Work on your skill set up and down your driveway. Then go a couple houses down, a couple houses back. But if you do that for 45 minutes, that's 45 minutes. So you don't have to do three miles. You just need to do your 45 minutes. Next. Celtic positive puppy training. 10-week-old puppy screams in the crate. Good at night in crate, but through the day when crated, he screams to get out. Mm. What do I do to stop the behavior? So what you can do is this. So you're going to have to apply a punisher, and you can do that to a 10-week-old puppy. And what we do with, with even with 10-week-old puppies, number one, we put them on a very structured bathroom routine. So we do a combination of structured bathroom, structured play, structured obedience, and then obviously crate time. Okay. When they, when we know that the dog has done the potty, so they don't need to be tired. When they, we know that they've definitely gone to the bathroom, and if they're doing any crate, crate nonsense, we stop that. You absolutely can go up to a ten week old puppy's crate, say no. Remember, no yelling or screaming. The magic to a lot of this stuff is no yelling or screaming. Like you're not going to hear me yelling and screaming at dogs. Even if I'm had to break up a dog fight, I'm just quiet and stealth. So, no, hit the top of the crate. Start that. No, boom. No, shake the crate. You're going to hear a lot of stuff online, and you might believe this now, so you might not take the advice, that that'll ruin the relationship with the dog. You know what's going to ruin the relationship with the dog? As you know, if you don't stop this. <laughs> Like that's going to ruin the relationship with the dog, as it does. You're not going to make the dog afraid of the crates. Okay? How do I know? We've never seen it. And I do this all the time, and I give this advice out all the time. We're not seeing it. All I'm seeing is owners say, holy shit, it worked. They're not saying, holy shit, it got worse. They're just not. Not from when I'm giving the advice, which doesn't mean I know everything, but I'm just saying, I only give advice that works. I don't give advice that doesn't work. If it's not working, it could be because you're doing it wrong, or it could, which means which could be a whole, which usually means it's a timing issue or intensity issue. So start off, start off with that. You can also, believe it or not, do a little bit of a finger poke. So open up the crate, take your finger, give them a little poke right in the side right there. So that's also that's also okay to do with a puppy. Next, Jenny. 
Thank you for all your free content. Prong collar has been successful for all three of our dogs in different ways from structured walks, jumping and bark reactivity to people. Life changing. Awesome. So proud of you. So proud of you next. Phantoms reach. Hey guys, thanks so much for the info. Anyone thinking about a Skype with Jeff, just get it done. Amazing service and info. Good. Thanks. 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 Yeah. They're fun too. Thank you. Uh, Thiago. Great. Jeff, thanks for everything again. So solid. <laughs> Almost said sold solid. Uh, then Melissa put up a link to schedule a Skype. Awesome. If you guys want awesome. to do that. Thank you. And hey, everybody on Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Google platforms. Thanks so much for listening. I really, really appreciate you guys. Next. Um, Merit in uh, what's Vic? Vic Australia, Victoria. Yep, is that it? Yep. Um, prongs and e-collars are illegal. Can I correct and train things like heel and overcome fears with a British slip lead instead of a prong? It's going to be, is it a clear enough sorry. communication device? It's usually not. It's usually not. And just to let you know, I've got many people in parts of Australia where the tools are illegal and they're using tools and they're using them obviously in their own homes or they're using bandanas, a slip lead. It's hard to train a dog on. It is. Many dog trainers are doing it. Kudos to them. How are the clients doing? That's what I always ask. How are the clients doing? So, um, but what I would do is see who's in your area that does behavior mod. So behavior modification, and they'll utilize the tools that they have. Or get yourself the tools. Go to part, you can get, you can still get stuff shipped to you in Australia. Because in Brisbane, they're allowed. So I've got a lot of clients in Sydney that that, that, that things are illegal there, um, but they can still get the stuff. So the whole country hasn't banned them. Um, and even in countries that do ban the tools, you can still get the stuff. So um, just think about that next. All right. This is the last one. Okay. Yep. Um, Infi. Hello. Hey, Gelmans. Dio here from Tacoma, Washington. First time catching the Q&A live. Have two GSDs, the younger one-and-a-half-year-old male, high drive when playing fetch with other dogs together. Winds and barks too much. Any prong pop or mini educator stim, he yells or yelps loud, but continues. Any tips to help eliminate this behavior? Thanks. So this is the thing. How old are the dogs again? The younger is one and a half. Oh, it's not that young. Okay. So you just have an ultra-sensitive dog. So there's there's some dogs. We see this a lot with your shepherds. There's shepherds too, right? Yeah. But sometimes we see this with shepherds, man. They're just so damn vocal. Anything. What you actually can do is you actually can work them through vocalization. And the way you work them through vocalization is, believe it or not, is get a leash on a prong and then correct. And if they vocalize so a little bit, so correct. Vocalize, correct. Literally, it's like... It's almost like I tell people not to nag their dogs. You're actually nagging the dog, though. You're nagging the dog. What you're doing is you're getting the dog used to, believe it or not, the, the feeling. The feeling. So many dogs are just instantly to react. So try that out. Anyway, we've got to go. Lynn is down for an hour. Guys, sorry about the confusion of the beginning. It wasn't confusion. Massive technical difficulties. Massive technical difficulties. So I really, really appreciate all of you for, for jumping into this show. Thanks for being here. We'll try to do a, uh, a workaround tomorrow on this. And uh, I don't know what the Frank Sinatra happened earlier. So madly in love with you guys and take care. Bye-bye.